Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Have you ever wondered how to manifest? This became more of a popular buzzword after the book, The Secret came out. And so you may have heard the word since then. It might be very popular in your vocabulary. And I mean, there's a chance, right, Kathy, that this is the first time somebody's hearing about manifesting. Um, so what, what does that word mean? We're going to be talking about that today. And I, hi, I'm Jen Roth, the founder of Birds and Bees Teas, a certified clarity coach and the host of the Manifesting Clarity podcast that you're listening to today. So I'm here with Kathy, a woman who has been a key, key player in my journey of reminding me how to manifest and beginning to rewire my brain. I didn't even know that was such a thing before I met her. Um, so thrilled to have you here. Thank you, Kathy, for joining us. And throughout the development of our relationship, some of the tools that we're going to share with you today have been um a definite part of my manifesting journey. One of her coaches, one of the other clarity coaches was a huge part of my manifesting journey and getting me here today and beginning to remember to reconnect with myself, to figure out how to reconnect with my light, find what lights me up. We'll talk about that more as well as we um, share time here today with Kathy. And uh, what I did out of spending that time and learning these tools is manifested a company called Birds and Bees Teas, became a clarity coach, and am now here with you for our very, very first podcast. So this is what manifesting looks like. This is what manifesting is all about. And in that process, we've been able to, through Birds and Bees Teas, serve hundreds of thousands of women, which is something that I wrote down in the beginning as an intention and a dream. And it's come true and it warms my heart. And I'm so grateful that that dream was a major seed that was planted when I met Kathy. Getting to see and learn about what Kathy does is something that I grew to fall in love with and am now getting to do and co-coach co and, and work alongside of her, which has been an absolute blessing. And so throughout this podcast and those to come, my intention is to share my journey, to share my story and to share those people like Kathy who have made a huge impact in my life along the way have just made every single step more synchronistic, more magical. Um, yesterday we were talking about our magic wands. So maybe we'll talk about that today. And if not today, 
I'm sure Kathy will be back joining us many, many times as the tools and gifts that this woman has to share with us are tremendous. So all of this, I want to share along the way of those people who are near and dear to, to my heart so that I may help you manifest clarity in your life. I know for myself growing up and a lot through my adulthood and even, even now I, I catch myself not being as clear, but I can remember as a child, really, really, really wanting to have clarity. Why is this happening? What is happening? How is, how are these things happening? How do I gain more control over my life and choose what I want and think back for a moment in time to something that you wanted at one point and you hadn't achieved it yet. And now moving forward to today, you have achieved that. So what are some of the things that you're in the process of achieving or manifesting now? Or what are the, some of the things that are in your heart that you haven't manifested yet? Those are, are some of the key pieces. A question that I have for you too is what, what if there is a formula for helping you create and have your dreams come true? And the best part is there is. When I met Kathy, I learned about this formula and I've been implementing it and integrating it into my world and my life ever since and beyond grateful for that. So one of the most important parts of this formula is the power of our thoughts and the language that those thoughts create. So as I um, have heard Kathy say a handful of times that she's a wordsmith, I know my grandma and my mom love being wordsmiths as well. So it rings, rings in a, a special place in my heart. And yet with Kathy, I got to learn how to do it in a new and different way and no make wrong. There's this magic that happens when you're in the field of clarity where we get to remove judgment. I'd never heard of that before. Everything up until I had found clarity was right way, wrong way, feeling crappy in my body or feeling really great in my body, doing something right or doing something wrong. So a big, big gift that we get to share with you today is the what if, if you choose to remove right and wrong and replace it with less effective and more effective ways of doing things. And be much more kind to yourself. That's something that this language um, pattern and these tools provided myself. I struggled with some mild dyslexia through school and it was enough to allow me to stumble, to have like sincere anxiety in my body when it was my time to read out loud or share things or even read at home. It was never something that really excited me because words would get jumbled. I'd read a word in front of another word. I'd read the end of a word. A great example that I have in my mind is some, some that stuck for some reason was when I'd get to nowhere in a sentence, I'd say now here. And I'll never forget that. Like I would always say now here. And that was just how I was reading nowhere. So needless to say that had me jumbled in my mind and, and always creating some kind of actual fear around language. And so the power of language and the discussion that we're going to have today with Kathy has transformed how I think of things, how I speak about things, how I create things in my life. And we're going to uh, dive in and have a discussion about the power of language today. And our intention is that your awareness will be heightened after our time together, that you'll begin to pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. So 
Without further ado, Kathy Hawk is a trailblazing executive coach who innovated a method of positive thought, which integrates mind, body, and spirit for life and our business. It's all integrated. Her award-winning books and courses have enlightened thousands thousands of entrepreneurs and leaders over the past 30 years. And I am so thrilled to have studied with you, gotten to work alongside of you, get to work alongside of you, as well as have you today and share you with the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so good to be here. Wow. You're manifesting your first podcast. So what a wonderful time to be here with you. So let's dive in. And I know that this has been on your heart for some time. You manifested an entire company and business and work and thought process and so many tools around language. So let's dive into the fact that we create with our language. What does that, what does that mean to you? And how's, what does that look like? Well, what it means, Jen, is that first we have a thought and then the thought turns into something that we speak or don't speak. We could not say it out loud. And then the way that we speak determines our physical energy. Now, when I first realized that chain of events, I was like, that is so that's so weird. You know, it just, you know, how I'm thinking creates my, how I talk about what I'm thinking and how my actions are reflected in it. Well, when I started coaching 30 years ago, I, there wasn't a science to help me understand what I was observing with that statement. Now there is. And in the beginning, we started by noticing that if people had positive thoughts, they then had positive language, and then they had positive results. And if they had negative language, or, you know, then they had negative results. And so a lot of it was what literally observing how people's thoughts, then how they, how they articulated it, how that became their outcomes. And where in the journey did you come across the word abracadabra? Well, I've long been a student of the mystical systems in the world from mystical Christianity, uh, mystical uh, Judaism, mystical Buddhism. And along the line, and one of them, I found out that an ancient Aramaic word, because that was the original language that most of these um, cultures spoke, um, had a word abracadabra and that I thought well abracadabra gosh that sounds like what magicians say sounds like abracadabra and uh, and it actually means in Aramaic we create as we speak and what we know now is that pre-speaking is thought so which came first the chicken and the egg uh, well it finally got figured out by thanks by science that it is our thought that comes uh, comes first. Love it. We will dive more into that feeling, but I believe that the the feeling is one of the pieces that I learned through you and, and a great handful of others that is so important of not only does our physiology shift and change when we're thinking positive and thinking negative, right? Or things that aren't working for us. 
Um, but it's, it's the feeling of manifesting, like having those dreams come true, really being connected and aligned with those, those feelings that I feel like helps us come to life. Right. What do you, what do you call that when you're doing interviews or when you're seeing that energy come to life in people? I call it lights on because that is something that we all know. You know exactly what that means when a spark, when you see or sense or feel a spark come into somebody's body when they're talking about something. And that that spark is what really create the magical outcome. So let me define magic for you. Uh, Magic is when something happens that you didn't think was possible. So let's say, so that happens. Think of a, uh, an example in your life when something unexpectedly happened wonderfully and you would say, wow, that was magical. And that's what it links back to the abracadabra. So the magic, so imagine that you can say throughout your day, wow, that was magical. Jeez, I didn't think that was going to happen. And if you knew that the formula for it was for you to begin thinking positively, your language then was positive, and then your outcomes were positive. So that's that magical chain of events. And it's sort of like a boomerang, right? Like going out, like we're thinking of it, putting that thought out into the world, and then the energy is coming back to us too from that vibrational state. It does. It does come back to us. And you said vibrational state, and that's actually how thoughts travel. And science now can measure them. They travel just like a radio signal. You know, when you think about a radio station and there's someone's broadcasting something, and it could be positive or negative. How does it get from that station to your ears? It travels on a vibrational frequency. And that's how we smell. That's how we see. We see light as a vibrational frequency. It's just that in the early years of coaching, people didn't much equate that thoughts were vibrational items. I would say that just like smelling and seeing is. And they are. They're just the same. They, they are messaging that goes from uh, our heads, our thoughts, and first receiver is the body, and then they uh, radiate out and uh, and become uh, in, in touch other people. Yeah, it's so fun. So, so, so fun. Today, I was listening to Kathy Heller talk about abundance, and she was sharing that enthusiasm lights up in the brain more than anything else. It's that magnetic connection. And it just, it really reminded me, I love getting to hear all these different versions of what you teach and what your tools tool set is. Yeah. And so while we're speaking about language and abracadabra, we create as we speak, let's dive in and and get things um, rolling for, for everyone that they can take today and immediately start to pay attention to what's coming through their, their mouth sayings that we say all the time. I, I remember um, writing in emails often or saying to people, no worries. And I'm like, Oh, worry. I don't, that that's a word that I really don't want anybody worrying about anyone else. I think you have a really beautiful way of looking at that. When you were experiencing something, I remember saying something and worry was in 
the field, or maybe somebody else had said that they were worried or concerned about you and your response is beautiful. So that might be one that we can start with. Well, worry uh, is, uh, I say, is a negative prayer. So what's a prayer? Uh, a prayer is something that is an ask and of God or, you know, whoever you ask in your prayer, in your prayer field. So to worry about something is to ask for something to happen that hasn't even happened yet. And, and, and in our culture, it, it it's used a lot to say, to kind of equal that they love you or they care about you. Like, I'm worried for you when you're doing this. Okay, so that is that's that negativity. But how about if I'm curious about what you're doing or I'd like to know more about what you're doing or something like that that elicits information instead of that that worry. I always say, please do me a big favor. Do not worry for me. I, I don't want that, that frequency of worry. It, it's just so off the cuff. I mean, we just say stuff like that all the time and don't even stop to wonder about the consequences of it. So Jen, that was really powerful that you uh, started to notice, you know, one that I just almost makes me grit my own teeth is when people go, okay, I'm going to hit the road. I'm like, oh, oh, don't hit the road, please get going on your trip, you know, or get moving or whatever that, but no hitting the road, please. Everybody listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, and one thing that I began replacing I don't think it would be worry really, but even sending energy out for people was a a woman that we both know, Ethel Green. She uh, was making comments about judgments that we might have of like, God bless someone. My great grandma used to say that all the time. God bless you. And Ethel made a comment at one point that that was like, there was some form of a little bit of judgment in there, that there's something wrong with that person or that they need something from, from us in some way. And that intrigued me a bit of like, oh, right. We are all whole and complete. We have everything we need. And it's people like you who are light workers that have been here for so long, really like changing the thought patterns, changing and holding this space for us to be able to dream again, to be able to step back and reconnect with our light. And so that was always one that I really enjoy sharing too. Um, what about deadlines? Oh, yeah. Deadlines. Gosh. How about timelines? How about when when will things go live? How about that instead of a deadline? Yeah, we don't want to show up dead, right? Not unless it's our time. Um, And it's a it's an intention of mine. So if this ever makes the the ripple effect all the way out into uh, Russell Brunson's ears, he is a phenomenal person who helps people so much in business. And they are always saying how much their team is killing it. And it just a lot. I like inside. I'm like, oh, I want to run up and be like, can we replace that word with something else? Because you're not killing. I don't want you killing yourselves. And then execution is one that I heard you bring bring into my awareness at one point. Well, execution, along with killing it and other, you know, commonly used language. Nobody intends. They just it's just something that we're saying over and over again without thinking about it. Execution is a language of war. It's a language of killing. And I don't think that's what people really mean when they say they're 
finishing a project or starting a project. What the, and that goes back to the uh, title of your podcast is that the, what you're really doing instead of executing is you're manifesting. So mm-hmm. manifestation means bringing something in uh, magically, let's say it in magically, that you didn't uh, that you started or didn't think was uh, even possible or you knew it was possible and you were just in flow with it. So that's the the difference between the mental image that I get between executing something and making manifesting or making something come true is completely different mental picture. Yeah. Um, and in the power too, right. Of I am statements or I choose when I, uh, when I wrote down, I choose, I immediately thought of Cynthia James book. I choose me, which I found was so powerful. Um, so really creating that I'm capable of, I am capable of completing this, right. I'm capable of hitting the, the targets on our, our timeline and, and really getting into flow with this, this motion. And, um, so yeah, the power of this is just, is, is remarkable when you start paying attention and even the songs on the radio and stuff that's coming through, it's like, Oh, I can feel it in my body when there's somebody saying something over and over again, there's some song that came up the other day, Brian and I were listening to, I was like, is it, are they really saying that? (laughs) Do they want to manifest that in their life? (laughs) And then we were, we were talking the other day about how language leads to our forward movement in motion. So this is us creating as we speak and um, having this happen. And and it gets us to living our life on purpose. And that I feel is so powerful. And one of the things that really attracted me to wanting to use the clarity tools in my own life, as well as become a clarity coach is this whole piece of living life on purpose and our Dharma and what we're called, called to do. I know so many people including myself for the longest time, I was personally trying to figure out what am I here for? What, what is this all about? And I remember walking in and, and seeing the tools that you created and being in the environment and the circles and all of that and feeling like I had come home. And I know that's something that you had really talked about a lot that you say you you've heard often in the thousands that you've gotten to work with. And I do, you know, our nature is positive. So the negativity, uh, so when you're in a positive environment, it does feel like you're home because your home uh, is equilibrium. I mean, the, the human body is meant for homeostasis or balanced uh, uh, function. So it, it feels right in your body, in your mind, in your spirit when you're in a positive field. Now, how about when negative things, I mean, just, can, you know, in case your listeners are wondering, like, these two are in la-la land, you know, not everything's not always positive. And that's true. It isn't. And how, not but, and how you can take a look at that negative, get the information you need from it without drama, and turn it around and shift it into something that is usable. And that's that the way to use the power of speech. And science has proven for us now, and again, we didn't know this even 15 years ago or 10 years ago, actually, um, 
that um, so first of all, our bodies have a bias, uh, a safety bias for negativity. So and that means dangerousness, uh, you know, that something's wrong here. That would be, you know, the body cruise uh, uh, for your own safety is always checking. Like, is there something wrong here? When that gets interpreted into behavior, then what happens is the attention's all on something's wrong here. And they've actually scientifically proven that there is a power in both the no and the yes. So let's talk about the power of yes. So the power of yes, it takes three to five positive thoughts to override your negative bias of, of anything. So I think you can all think of, you know, many, many times when you focus on things that were negative and then you just get stuck on that. It's like a loop runs in your head and it's just over and over like, I should have said that, you know, and how many people have said, man, it just flew out of my mouth. If I could have just grabbed that and stuffed it back in, you know, and well, you can't grab it and stuff it back in. I mean, that'd be nice, but it doesn't work that way. What you can do though, is stop yourself before you say it and then go back and re-script three, at least three more positives. And you can do that by, like you said, Jen, I choose, or I am, or I'm willing, or I will try, or those are all going to move you in the direction uh, uh, away from being stuck in that negative loop. So fun. So fun. Um, And the, other piece, I guess, or something that I'm very curious about. We had a, we had a conversation with a coaching client yesterday about going to the dentist and what goes through your head. So I know my husband has fear around going to the dentist, which is intriguing to me. And right now I actually just came from the dentist. So my mouth is a bit more tender than normal. And last year was the first year that I caught myself creating a positive cycle in my mind of my mantra or what I like to say for a thought changer statement is love, peace, joy, and harmony. So while I was having um, some crowns and some more extensive dental work last year, when things would get uncomfortable in my mouth, or I might have some fear coming up into my body, I would be saying love, peace, joy, harmony. So I'm, I'm super curious to all of you listeners, what if anywhere really, but at the dentist, like I would love to know what's the thought process going through your head. If you're even aware of what's going through your head. I know a lot of dentists now have fancy TV screens and all kinds of stuff to distract you. And if you're in a dentist's office, that's quiet, or you're somewhere that has, is creating some form of anxiety or nervousness in your body or fear. Um, let us know, DM us right in, let us know what those thoughts are. We'd love to know what they are. Um, and, and the, one of the neatest pieces too, that I heard along the way is catch, cancel and correct. So it's the frontal lobe, the awareness, right. in our brain that we're actually stating or doing any of these things. And then to cancel or stop, Kathy always will put up like a pause, like timeout, timeout. We're not going to have the, like, let's, let's, I heard these words. Let's find some different words. 
Um, and then we get to correct, we get to change. And that's how we're beginning to rewire our brain. So we have these neurosynapses that have been firing and wiring together for years. And now we have the ability to really, it's like a stick shift almost, right? Like recognize we're in first, revving up. Now it's time to to shift into a different gear and figure out how to do life differently and, and live life on purpose. The important reminder to everybody listening is that you get to choose. You get to choose whether your thoughts are going to be positive or whether they're going to be negative. You get to choose your awareness level, whether you can catch yourself. I like that, the, um, the catch, the, um, the cancel and the correct. I think that's a nice way to have people think about it. So you have to be aware uh, and willing to be aware and responsible to the things that you're saying. So that would be the catch. And then, of course, canceling it and correcting it is uh, you have to be willing to learn something new about your speech patterns. And in that, once you do that, what a life is just so different. I mean, I think we can all think about when you're around people who are always focused on What's not working? There's something, what's not working? If something's wrong here, da, 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 da. and it is so boring. And, uh, and the, that can be caught, it can be corrected, it can be switched around. And uh, I do that when people get in a loop like that. And if it's just a casual conversation, I'll say, you know what, that's not interesting anymore. Tell me something different. Talk to me about something different. So I give them direction how, how in case they don't know. I mean, how, a lot of people just don't know that they're, it's almost just, they're just like almost gibberish uh, with things. So if we call it to their attention, most people would lo- love to have a different tool. Absolutely. Yeah, that is one of the, the things that I loved getting to work with Diane who was my clarity coach in the beginning, right? Is like, she could hear my languaging and what I was doing and saying, and really, really helped me fine tune and, and up level uh, my thought processes and, and what I was creating in the beginning when I was in the beginning stages of building birds and bees teas from, from scratch. So um, yeah. And even earlier today and something I, I feel like we heard, we heard in a, another coaching call was like crazy it's going to be really crazy or it's going to be. And I think some people are talking about excitement in some way, shape or form. Like it's going to, there's going to be a lot going on or there's chaos everywhere or whatever these things may be that are coming out, but we don't want our lives to be crazy, or at least I don't want my life to be crazy. (laughs) I really love the slowdown that I've created in the last couple of years, the intentionality of what I've created. Um, So is there a replacement that you would, you would choose or recommend for crazy? Well, full, busy, um, exciting, full of all the kinds of things that I wanted to have happen and or honestly, full of a lot of things that I didn't want to have happen. So that's very different than uh, creating crazy. So many good ones. Do do you want to go through a couple of them to wrap up? We're um, shifting from execution to manifestation. Yeah, from execution. And shifting from deadlines to timelines and shifting from killing it to to making it come true. I love that. Doing the best job. 
You know, I think most people have an image when you say I hit it out of the park. That seems more, you know, accurate to me as an image than killing it. I love that you say that. It really helps me. I I don't know if anyone of you who's listening just felt that expansiveness in your body as she said, hitting it out of the park. And maybe it's because I grew up playing softball, but like I can feel that like oh, all the way going all the way. Whereas all these other words are are more limiting and they really create more contraction in our body. So one of the keys to manifestation is figuring out how to create expansion in your body and your mind and in your spirit. Kathy, thank you so much for all of your time today and coming and sharing these nuggets of wisdom with us. My pleasure. Well, I just want to say thank you for catching your lights on dream, making it come true and that, and to have this uh, podcast for everyone else to listen to. Thank you for making this come true for all of us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.